Hello and welcome to episode number 152 of the Neuroproco podcast. Not a lot of plugs. I mean, there's the usual ones, living room comedy show every Friday at 8 p.m. Post Bar Cafe, 6th Street between 4th and 5th Avenue in Parcel, Brooklyn. It is free. You're going to see some comedy, some comedians that you will like. And it is free. Did I say that it was free? You can also get like cheap beer there. It's not a bar, but you can get like PBRs there and coffee and, you know, snacks. And it's an awesome show. I don't think there are any plugs. I mean, as always, hit subscribe if you're enjoying the podcasts that are coming up. Uh, and the reviews, let us know what you think. Hit us up at, at NerdProQuo on Twitter. Most of the shows are on pause for at least until January, as many of you know, who watch all the CW shows. There's going to be a couple other things that we're going to be live-tweeting, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably. We're going to be doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're still going to be doing it around 6 or 7 p.m. Runaways every Tuesday until the other shows come back. I think that's it for the shows that we're going to be live-tweeting. There's going to be some more, uh, another episode or two of Anime Nostalgia coming up. We are super late on our Justice League review episode. It's just scheduling type thing. Uh, but this is our Punisher episode uh, with uh, Elia Lucero joining us at Elia Lucero on Twitter. Follow him. He uh, is, I believe now, the mayor of Comic Side Cop. Shouts to fan bros uh we actually every time elio and me to get together we do a lot of shout outs to fan bros so shout outs to fan bros if you're not subscribed or haven't checked out the uh, fan bros podcast all of their podcasts honestly uh you should do that because they are cool people who are going to be on probably on this show at some point in the new year a lot of stuff i keep i say stuff in the intro and i'm like it's gonna be coming yeah in the next couple of weeks in december and then it doesn't happen until months later because scheduling and life because this is not the only thing that i do with my life even though i do have more time nowadays to do it this intro is already too long but uh yeah Enjoy it. Stay nerdy, y'all. This is our Punisher, Netflix Punisher review, and a little bit of Runaways. Yep. Are we live? Yeah, we're, we're live are now. Are we live? Are Jamie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Quite well. I'm feeling well. Start a new job tomorrow? Yeah. Doing good. Uh, how was your holiday? Did you do Thanksgiving? I did do Thanksgiving. Uh, there, are, it was it was good. Uh, other than that, is not stuff that I necessarily want to talk about on the mic. Well, yeah, I was just asking yeah. about the generals of it. <laughs> I don't know why I had that. Th- why did I throw that second part in? Uh, there's no, no need for that. Second oh part. lord! Um, I worked during Thanksgiving. I did my first day at, my, at the new spot, and uh, and my partner also worked at her spot on Thanksgiving. I did too, because you know, dogs always need to be walked. Yeah, so. even on Thanksgiving, <laughs> even when people eat yeah. turkey. So yep. she ended up bringing food from from the restaurant, which had a full Thanksgiving, and mine did too. So I had like a Thanksgiving family meal, but then she bought cool stuff. Like we got pecan pie, you got nice. some cheesecake, you got some a few things. It was it was nice. So you actually like hit me up like really early about Punisher. <laughs> I don't even know if I had finished watching it. it. Was like, yeah, when are we gonna do the Punisher podcast? And here we are, like, what is it? Like three weeks later. I finished like it that first weekend. Uh, I think I finished it after that, and I was just trying to get other people, 
shouts to Eve. It's just schedule wise, we couldn't like work it out where we could all be discussing it. So I was just Hi, like, Eve. you know what? We should probably, you know, before it passes out of everyone's consciousness a little bit, like yeah. re- do the Punisher podcast. I gotta say, I've never read a full Punisher arc. I read a good chunk of when Garth Ennis and uh, oh god, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the artist. The the team that was Ennis and Dylan, Steve Dylan, the guy who was uh, also the two guys who were also behind Preacher. They did a a pretty long run on the Punisher, and it's was one of the best Punisher arcs. I will say. As far as this version of the Punisher is concerned, they didn't really pull a lot of from there, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I think the movies did. The movies do that. Did the movies pull from the, there? The the movie with Thomas Jane pulled some stuff from that run. The problem and a character from that run. The problem was, I think this isn't going to sound weird, but I think the more fateful sort of adaptation even if it's not a direct adaptation of that run on the punisher comic books was actually the lexi alexander version where it's just like this is over the top there is i i will say because because i do want to kind of talk about that because i still haven't seen it it's what i will what i will say the, the the only this is a weird comparison because originally when i watched it i was just like this is trash i just it's it's terrible uh, but it was one of those things where it's just like, I watched it and then like kind of went and a little bit more actually, actually after watching the Netflix series and being like, no, that's actually the, the Lexi Alexander Punisher Warzone is actually just as faithful an adaptation of the Punisher. It's just, this is more akin to the Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon thing where it's really over the top. There's actually... I think the best way to watch Punisher Warzone, which I didn't think about initially, and then some, it was actually, we, we, we now give so many shout outs to like Fan Bros, <laughs> but, which I'm fine with. Shouts, uh, shouts to Fan Bros. Uh, yeah, I got to email you guys again and have you guys come on. Uh, it was Ben Amin who said, there's literally a scene in it where they have these parkour dudes and they make, they, they make kind of a, a big deal about these parkour dudes and how they did, you know, they do all these flips. And then there's just a scene where like they're flipping across the rooftops and one of them flips like from one rooftop and in mid flip, the Punisher shoots a rocket launcher at him and just blows him up in midair. And then like, I don't know why it was him describing that and how hilarious that was. And I went back and thought about it and like watched some of it again. I was like, I was viewing this wrong, complete this movie completely wrong. It's like if you view it more from that Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon run, where it's like it's over the top. It's supposed to kind of be funny. Yeah. Then you watch it from that perspective. It's fucking great. Oh, As like I totally came at it from the wrong perspective, and if you watch it, I was like, well, the a lot of the acting is terrible in it. The characters are so like sort of one dimensional and like over the top and kind of silly. And then I like went back and reconsidered it, and I was just like, "Wait, I don't know why I didn't think of this. All of this is intentional. <laughs> like it's supposed to be that way. That all of the characters are kind of like this weird one-dimensional, like 
they're they're caricatures. They're like parodies. Absolutely. And I mean, isn't that the most faithful thing to a comic book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you consider that Garth Ennis run, which just has so much like, I mean, there's so much violence in it, but it's it's so much of it is just messed up comedy, like super dark comedy, which is what Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon do really, really well. Is really messed up. Yeah. Garth Ennis just in general just does. I read, uh, so I read Punisher and other books. Yeah. But I never read a, a Punisher arc. I did read Punisher twenty ninety nine when he, number one, and I thought that was wonderful. That was pretty cool. Uh, I remember like the dude he was fighting was wearing a bulletproof full body armor, and at the end of the like the last few frames of the last page, he's like, "So I won't shoot you. I'll stab you really, really slowly." <laughs> And then, like, that's how it ends. I, I don't know if I was old enough to read that, but it was wonderful. I also remember Punisher from Civil War. Punisher from Civil War was really interesting. And watching Steve Rogers beat him up to a bloody pope right. and him refusing to fight back because he looks up to Steve Rogers so much. Yeah. And then maybe that's like one of the moments where Steve Rogers steps back and is like, fuck, I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. And it was because Steve Rogers wanted to chill with the, with the villains, but, uh, but Punisher shot him up as soon as he saw them. He was like, they're working with us, you idiot. He was like, but you're Captain America. Well, I think it, what it comes down to, for the, and that would be an interesting thing that they're never gonna, you're never going to see, I don't think, in the, uh, in the MCU. In the MCU. You don't know that. I don't know that, but uh, I think what you re- what it really comes down to for what would be an interesting thing to play off of is even though Cap is because Cap even in his history isn't about not killing people. When no, he's it's not. Necessary. He's killed people. Yeah, because they're both they've both been soldiers. Yeah, a soldier a soldier kills. Yeah, it's impossible to think that a soldier isn't going to kill. Yeah. Yeah, I Cap, mean, Cap is definitely one of those people, like a villain, where he's just like, if it only when it's absolutely necessary, where it's and according to who though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then Punisher is just like, it's always <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just down with shooting people, and like, I th- I think it's a real testament that in the TV series, which which we haven't started speaking about yet, uh, he didn't kill Turk. Yeah, but of course we need Turk. I yeah, think we, we do. need Turk. We do. I, I also think that's why he doesn't kill him. The Punisher doesn't kill him either. Is that he is? There's some. There, there are people. There are characters who are low-level criminals who the Punisher would normally kill, but they're the connective tissue. Yeah. For something else. Yeah, but also he poses no threat. Yeah. Uh, I would be down with seeing a Turk TV show. Like a small run, like a four really episode short run, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it could be and, two and episodes. And also, just—I mean, this might sound messed up, but also completely played for comedy. I wouldn't mind that. Abs- and it's supposed to like we we should see him always get by, but always also get get like into pickles and always like get right, his right, hand right. broken or some shit. Hold on, I might wanna. Can I see your mic? Yes. You know what? I'm gonna pause. Okay. Now, now we're actually. Do they have the Harvey Dent? Yes, they have the Harvey Dent. Okay, I, I, I think it might be just that one channel might have just been the one input. What do I sound sexier now, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the quiet uh, trickle you, you, of water you, you coming you down. Sound better. So, Punisher, we have actually sort of gotten into. The so, what did you think? 
Overall. Overall, I really liked it. Uh, I liked it overall. They definitely went a direction with it that I hadn't thought of. Because initially, as we had discussed, like, when we were talking about this, I was just like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do about, like, having a villain. Because in order to kind of justify sort of the Punisher's actions and him killing all those people... There's only so many... There's a lot of tropey ways that you could make the villains villainous. Yeah. And they didn't do any of that, which was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, he, he was fighting a machine, really. There were, there were key players, but he was overall fighting a machine, a cover-up machine. He was fighting something... They went a different direction where they went into his past and actually gave him more... You know, levels, layers as a character. Yeah. That he did some messed up shit. He did really some <laughs> shit, yeah. And now he has to deal with that. And not only does he have to deal with that, but just like the... Just the... It both calls into question like his, him as the Punisher. And also gave him some like actual like other... I mean, one of them is a character from the comic books. Micro is a character from the comic Micro books. Microchip, as he yeah. goes by in the comics. Uh, I thought that guy played him well. I thought... Really, um, I will say... The guy from Girls. I was not... Ex- uh, I had not seen him on Girls, so I don't have any issues. You didn't see every episode of Girls? No, I, I, I watched a little bit of it, and then I just... I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't anymore. I couldn't watch it. I didn't finish season two, but I saw everything else. Yeah. <laughs> um... I loved him in this. I thought he was great. I thought uh, the him, the whole trapping of kind of the trapping, like of getting Punisher in. Uh, you know, even when he stuck him with the pen, it was like this guy can't beat Punisher head to head, but he has these skills that that Frank doesn't, and these skills allow him to do this. And it also gave. It's also the idea that you need the Punisher much. As I think we have said before, like Captain America, works better when he has something else to play off of. Yeah. And in Daredevil, it was Daredevil. Mm-hmm. In this, it was Micro, and and I was a little bit concerned because I was just like, oh, like oh, okay, they're doing that character. I don't know how I feel about that character. But then, like the actual, like how that all played out. Yeah. And him as a character and that actor. In particular, I was just like, this is actually way more compelling than I expected. I was really pleasantly surprised by a lot of the elements of. I thought they were gonna lean in harder on the. I thought they were gonna lean in harder on the jealousy with his wife. I did too. I was. I got a little I'm, concerned. Yeah, me too. I was glad they didn't. Yeah. But it, at at some point, it seemed like my girl could have turned against him, yeah. just based on like his his the jealousy. But I'm glad they didn't lean on that. So. What did you think of the last episode? Do you think it was necessary? Without giving too many spoilers. Uh, I mean, are we spoiling? I don't care. I, this is part of the reason why I was okay waiting this long to do this episode. It's All right. Like Fuck it. Uh, I felt like that last episode, while it was okay, was completely unnecessary. I think... The it's okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was completely unnecessary, but I will say that... All of how that final episode played out, it was just like, oh, because right from the beginning, because I was just like, wait, his buddy is Billy Russo? Because as soon as they said, 
Russo, you know who he was. Yeah. That's Jigsaw. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, that's interesting that in, instead of having him be, I mean, he's still kind of a criminal in this, but he's not like, he's not the they they really deviated. Well, he's not Jigsaw yet. Well, they really deviated from who he is like who he is before he becomes Jigsaw. Yeah, because it's supposed in the comic books he's like a mob enforcer. Like a mob enforcer. He's like a low level mob enforcer. Yeah. And actually, again, I don't know necessarily whether it was an improvement, but it definitely made it made him more interesting as a character to follow in the series and made the interaction and the eventual turn because as soon as I, people like us, when we when we're like, wait, Billy Russo? You're just like, oh, okay. This only ends one way. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I, if he took out the mob already. Yeah. So, in, in that world, and it's also like, you know, when, when the Billy Russo mob character was invented, the mob was strong. Yeah. There's no, like, the mob is no way in the news or that strong like it was then. I'm sure, like, there there is some underworld still alive. Of course, of course. But it's definitely not the mob. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know the There's definitely mafia that are still around. There are mafia. There are cartels. I would say cartels are stronger than mafias, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the truth is, it's just, you can't lean into the same story that worked 30 years ago because it just doesn't, Times have changed. Yeah. But making him part of like a, a, a the private the private military sector, I felt like that was a strong choice. I th- yeah, yeah, definitely. Because first of all, you never really have too many good characters that come out of the private um, military yeah. thing. But I really like mercenaries. A mercenary. Mercenaries is a mercenary. Yeah. Game is a mercenary. <laughs> you know, besides the A team, uh, but you know, they're soldiers of fortune as well. But um. This this show I think had the way they leaned in to PTSD, the way they leaned yeah. in. I want to talk about that a little bit, but uh, as far as like that last episode, just to come back to that, yeah, there's there were definitely a bunch of elements of that. I would say not not so much the last episode as a whole. That last like twenty minutes. The last episode was just to create Jigsaw. Yeah. I feel like that's the only purpose that episode served. Yeah. He's not gonna kill Billy. He's gonna disfigure him. And then we're going to get Jigsaw. Yeah. But he's not going to kill him. Yeah. I feel like the way that, the way the, the penultimate episode, which is episode 12, the way the penultimate episode ended, he really, we see him being carried away. We see he's still alive. I felt like season done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what else do you need? Yeah. We don't need to watch him recovering. We don't need to watch him chasing down the last man. That could have been, that could have even been like, a way you started the next season or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I still think, like I think about many of these, that the season was too long. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. You could, you could, you could trim, trim, trim the fat, and have like eight solid episodes. But I will say that there were, there were, so, there were B stories that I didn't think I would care. I was just like. Because some of them, like, I don't remember this character. I'm, this character's probably in the comics. Like, the 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 woman agent whose name I'm drawing a blank on right now. Yeah, she was dope. She was dope. I was not expecting to care about her story or care about her character at all. Yeah. I was just like, why is this even here? Uh, what is this side romance that they have with Billy? Which I'm just like, I have... I feel like some of that... That's such a trope. It 
could have been completely shaved out, and he would have been fine. Uh, I would have almost said that you could have completely eliminated her character, and it would have been fine, but that being said, like having her as a character, who, I, I, we put our phones over there to charge. Uh, <laughs> so we can't Google this, who her character is. Uh, her story, her arc was actually a lot more interesting than I thought. I cared more about it than I thought I was going to. I cared a lot more about her partner dying, actually. That was so sad. Than I thought I was going to. Uh, and I think I think a lot of that had to do with the the actors who were uh, who were playing both of those characters. I didn't see him die. I didn't know he was gonna die, but it made sense. Dying, but I think that was uh, I that was handled uh, really well. What? Sorry, did you? Okay, we're grueling this now. But in the meantime, yeah, I mean, her name was Dinah. Madani. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah. Uh, and the actress that plays her is actually dope. It's too. Amber Rose Reva. Yeah, she is super dope. Uh, yeah. The thing about that being said, uh, another character, and I also understand that like y- you can't, you can, but it somehow it kind of makes it a little bit more less interesting if like there are no female characters in this. Uh, so you do have this sort of female character. I think, uh, that being said, Karen didn't need to be in this at all. Karen! Oh, Karen. Karen was there to connect the shows. Yeah. I love Deborah Ann Wall. Don't get me wrong. I love her as an actress. I just think they they continually just just don't, aside from Daredevil season one, just and a little bit of season two, just don't know what to do with her her arc. Her arc, I, I totally stand by her arc with Frank in season two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't understand by that. Why she's in this too, but it's just like what I don't understand is again going back to a past episode of our of, of the show is uh, her role in, in Defenders. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden she doesn't want vigilantes. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then coming back now, <laughs> where she's somewhere playing so, defense. Yeah, she's so kind of. Uh, I also think it's just interesting that Frank cares so much for Karen like it's very that like I what made that for me was John Bernthal's acting and not the concept in and of itself yeah well I feel like he cared for Karen because him and Karen went through some shit yeah and he saved her and you know she saved him and at the end of the day this isn't a man who who forgets uh he doesn't you could always tell he doesn't forget who did him a favor, who did him a solid, who his people are. Uh, he's he's a self-admitted loner, but still has that respect. Uh, so I understood that. I, you know, one of the reasons we have Karen now, and how she went from a law firm to a news to be a news reporter, is the fact that they killed off Ben Ehrlich. Yeah. Which I still think is a mistake. I still think that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, so the the comic book, I remember I read uh, Death of Daredevil, and it's basically narrated, or the, the whole thing is from the perspective of, of Ben Ehrlich. Ben, ben is... Uh, he's an essential character. Yeah, he's such a... That is one of those, like, just central mistakes that I think they... Like, I will never forgive them 
that old. And movie. season one. I love season one. Yeah. I'm still like, like, dude, you should have kept Ben. I was like, what? You killed off Ben? So now you still need a reporter because in all these stories, especially these New York stories, there's a reporter, uh, there's a reporter in the middle of it. There, okay, there are other problems I have. Okay, I don't know if I liked it more because of this or if I liked it less because of this. But no other hero is mentioned. Yeah. Uh, they never, they never even mention the incident in New York. Yeah. Which, which they always, you know, plugged here and there. Uh, they didn't mention all the shit that happened in Hell's Kitchen with that building, which just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, so we we have to imagine that this kind of just happened. All this stuff with with the hand. And Karen was slightly involved with that, even though she spent a lot of time in the police station. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I mean, it, I, I get why they did that, because this is Frank's story, and it's it's the Punisher, so a lot of that kind of is distracting from his story. But you need to see, it, it is, but you still need to see the effects in the world at large, right? Like uh, There needs to be a connect. I don't know if there needs to be, but I, I see your point about... It has to be somewhere in the background. Yeah. Because at no point... Another thing, nobody was superpowered whatsoever. Yeah. Not one person. Not a person in the evil military side. And if we have all these superpowered beings, we have inhumans in this world. That's already established. Yeah. Uh, I, I get that West Coast and East Coast don't want to play nice. Yeah. But yeah. at some point, they, they, they're, they're going to have to. Which is weird, because just, just as a weird, as we always do, weird side tangent. Um, there, there's some things that happened that that have happened. Did you watch the season premiere of Agents of Shield? Fuck yes. Okay. Just, just as a weird side note, and we might get into this after we discuss the Punisher. We might not, but I will say that there is when you say that, it's like, well, there's Kuru and humans. Well, is like, and I know they're like you said, the, the West Coast and the East Coast don't want to play nice, and it's just like, well, all of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people are now in space. Yes. In the future. 90 years in the future. 90 years in the future. No, 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 not 90 more, because he said the station was built 90 years ago. So that had to happen in a future, in the future of, so that would have, that I would say would have taken 90 years to even be built. So we have to think about 200 years maybe in the future. And there's some theories that like, this is a version of the future in which Thanos wins. That makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. And I see that, and I see that this season can just lead right up to uh, Infinity Wars, and then Infinity Wars kind of retcons it back. Uh, that, and I also think because timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, when they get sent back in time, do you know where they get sent back to? Where, where do you think? 1980s. So it's not going to connect to Infinity War. It's going to connect to Captain Marvel. <laughs> yes, that makes, that, that can, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Fitz would just be a baby. Or just yeah. born, or maybe not even conceived. That being said, uh, even though Inhumans was terrible, that show was terrible. <laughs> did you see every episode? I didn't watch every episode. I, I watched, did. I watched the last episode. <laughs> uh, mostly because the the last episode is just like, okay, well, this is a huge event that we're just going to have to, we've just left out in space. You can't. Yeah, you just can't leave it out in space. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, wait a minute. So all the Atlans and all the Inhumans are now all on Earth. This is like that's a 
big fucking plot hole for everyone else to deal with now there, from there, a crappy ass show. And there has to be a reverberation into into the into the MCU. That has to happen. You can't just leave that alone. Yeah. Um, you can't do that. Just like you know, the cool thing about Agent Carter was that Agent Carter happened so far in the past. Yeah. That all the effects don't have to be felt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But even there, you saw. You saw like all these phenomenons from from Stark stuff. I just binged it this week uh, because it just appeared on Hulu. I, lo- I love that show. I just watched it for the first time because yeah. it just appeared on Hulu. Now I can call myself a completist because <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else in Marvel that I haven't watched an episode of. I and even that like that season, I forget what it was, but there was a there was a twist at the end that we're never gonna find out what happens to because yeah, it's yeah. not gonna get renewed. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's already dead. But it, it was a fun show. It was a fun... And I liked that the second season was in uh, Hollywood. And like, uh, you know, yeah. that like... There were so many really, like, cool uh, little details about that show. Uh, but to get back to Mushroom... We always do this. We go out of these weird tangents. Well, because, because this is... And the tangents, we have... I feel like we can't really have the conversations and they can be full without the tangents because we're not speaking about one movie. We're speaking about the MCU. We're not speaking about one yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's an entire universe. about the Marvel Universe that you can't really do with the DC Universe, really. No, not really. I don't really watch the TV shows, but I hear that their crossovers are pretty cool. Uh, I, I actually did almost an entire hour just talking about the latest crazy. Who are you talking to? Uh, I wasn't. I did it by myself. Which was <laughs> a surprise. I was like, I talked for almost forty-five minutes just about the the most recent crossover because it was a, it was a shit ton of fun. I, we can talk about it later. We might even. Well, I've never even seen it. So. Okay. Uh, but uh, that being said, I will say the we were talking about like the PTSD thing. One of the big underlying themes of Punisher that I really appreciate and also humanizes Frank Castle as a character is an underlying theme of this entire series has just been PTSD, but also just broken people. People have been broken by their experiences. Even like the agent, like her her past, like her partner, her previous partner being murdered, and then her new partner being uh, murdered, and then Frank, you know, dealing with all the bad stuff that he did and has experienced, and his family dying, and then that... I, when I was watching it, really had mixed feelings about that, the, the, the other soldier who kind of goes off his rocker and goes on this weird, like, and becomes a bomber, and becomes a, basically a terrorist. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's one of those things where, like, you watch it and, and you're just like, this is really good from, like, a a like acting or like a production or whatever like writing and all that but just on an emotional level like watching it i don't know how i feel about it Mm -hmm. you might need to flip it yeah i saw (sighs) that was a tough one to watch i've never been a soldier i don't have a lot of soldier type of ptsd uh, Neither do I, although I've known people who've been, you know, who have been soldiers and not necessarily have PTSD, but like they're, they're definitely like all kinds of things. Did you go, did you go on that trip to, uh, that time we went to the, ba- uh, to the baseball field? Were you even working with me yet? When we went to see the Little League game with Tavon? No, 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 I definitely, I, so I, there, I, I was with a former boss 
and we were watching. It was a little league. It was a like it was the Brooklyn Cyclones, and at the end there was star. Uh, there were what's that shit called? Fireworks. A fireworks show. There were Star Wars. There were Star Wars. Yeah, there were Star Wars. Oddly enough, I did go to a Brooklyn Cyclone Star Wars game, and that's why I think I was confusing him. So there were fireworks, and I saw him, and he's like cool as shit. And I saw him visibly react to that and and, and have to leave that space because those bangs were were really fucking with him. And then he said later, he told me, yeah, I couldn't take it. That it was triggering some PTSD because he's been in, in, in conflict before. So yeah, so like, I, I I don't know how to gauge it. I like that there was I like the uh, the dude who who was who had the the group and was putting yeah, together the group. I, I think his name was. I want to say it's Curtis. I don't think <laughs> we have a phone. Yeah, it is. It was it was Curtis Hoyle. Yeah, and I really liked him, played by Jason Armour. I really liked him. I really liked how they didn't kill him off when I thought they were about to. I would have been really irritated had they killed him off, yeah. And I even liked that, even though it, even though I don't think they needed the last episode, I really liked what happened with him in the last episode. Yeah. And like how he tried to set up Russo and it didn't really work out, but then he was in there. They had, they had a standstill with shooting and, and then like still there was this mutual respect because they served together for so long. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And they know it was means to an end. And how his leg kept com- coming into play. And I was like, what are they going to do with his leg, though? Like, yeah, how is that going to come back in? Uh, you know, I feel like he can use a Rand leg or a Stark leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, that's a, uh, that's another tangent. But I, I really want to see a, a Stark and Rand show off to see, like, who has more money. Yeah. Really just just a money show off thing. <laughs> uh, obviously, Obviously, Stark seems to have more than Rand. But, you know, RAND technologies is starting to be a thing. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it, there's a, there was an interesting thing. Uh, Bernthal, John Bernthal, w- in an interview, uh, he was on The Nerdist and he talked about this. So, like, one of the big things he has just been promoting and he thinks, uh, he was talking about that all the people behind this sh- show that they were incredibly conscious of is like, listen, if we're going to talk about combat and soldiers and PTSD, our biggest, one of the biggest things that, and like I said, as someone who's never served in combat, I uh, I can't speak to... I'd be interested because I, I remember when Logan came out, there were a lot of people who kind of like were watching, Lo- like, you know, soldiers who, and Marines and people were watching Logan, which is like, oh, he clearly has PTSD. Yeah, yeah. Like, right off. Uh, but one of the big things that they were like, we in order to show respect to just soldiers and everything, it's like, we have to get this right. Like, we can't fuck this up. And I haven't really... It's like, I, I hadn't really read anything, really, about The Punisher, as far as, like, people reacting to it. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm curious. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff exists. I'm sure there's stuff exists, but it, but it wasn't like... You know, like, if all, all the time, if there's a big negative reaction to it... Then you always hear about it. Like, it, it always pops up, and it just seemed like there wasn't, so I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. It just... I felt like... But that dude got radicalized. There was a dude in there who was a liar, who was just yeah. getting everybody else to, to, to try to be radical with him. And, you know, he had ulterior motives and mostly probably boredom and, and, uh, and you know, the feeling of dif- being disenfranchised. Uh, but, 
but ultimately that like B story there, and 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 kind of how like Frank. At first, I thought Frank was gonna go after him, like he's gonna look for him, yeah, but it, but yeah, it just yeah. happened that that story coincided with Frank's. Frank wasn't directly on the line for that. I was worried about that. I was actually when I, when I I was just like, is he gonna turn out to be? I hope this kid doesn't turn out to be a big a big villain, like the main villain, or like in as with some of them that he's like he's like the B villain that gets taken out sort of halfway through the series, and yeah, the main villain is later. Uh, Cottonmouth versus Diamondback. Yeah, yeah, I, that was definitely something I was worried about uh, as far as and. And I think it would have been a, a bad choice to make him the main villain. Uh, I think it was an interesting B story, uh, especially it gives a little bit, like it, like I said, it gives some more layers to like Frank and like what Frank is dealing with when you see sort of another way that could have gone. I think that was the. I'm I'm almost certain that that was the point of that character. Is this like this is what a different way that Frank could have gone. Yeah. Uh, this is the sort of the, st- not the stereotype, but just this is like when you think of stuff like that, you're like, oh, this is the direction this could have gone in for someone like Frank, uh, especially if Frank been younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that like he can't, I mean, there, there was a lot of moments in that that like emotionally I just like hit with me uh that the, I'm glad were effective. Yeah, that dad, like the dad, dad that just dad. kept, that he just kept trying to save his son yeah. and trying to find a way. Like that helplessness was, was, was very effective, I thought, in the storytelling. Just like his dad's just like, I don't know how to help you. But I, but I love you. where he almost shoots him. Yeah. And he just runs up and hugs him and, he, and the kid is just like, no, you don't understand. I, I can kill you. Kill and he was like, no, I understand, but you're my son and I love you. So <laughs> sit me the fuck down. Yeah. Just sit down there. <laughs> um, and when he digs the... The, the foxhole? The yeah. foxhole in his backyard. I'm just like, yeah. But my favorite thing is when old boy came up to him and he's like, you know what you didn't account for? Rain. Yeah. You're the same in the desert. You gotta build it on a slant, man. You gotta you gotta learn from the from the Vietnam folk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, he should have he should have built it on a slant. It rains a lot in New York. Yeah, it's and it's just like there's just I like the attention to kind of details like that where it's just like oh yeah 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 it's like because I mean and they've kind of dealt with it before and I've I've definitely. Uh, there's a line in in Winter Soldier about it, but they're like I've, it's actually a truism because I've skated and been friends with people, uh, guys who have been soldiers and been in combat and that kind of like I don't know how to sleep on a regular bed anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, he's the floor's easier to sleep on. Yeah. Yeah, or a cot. No, that is. I feel like I feel like that's something that's been added for a, for a while now. The the whole I can't sleep on a bed thing uh, i forget where i first saw it but i remember i remember a show or a movie a long time ago where the guy just felt more comfortable sleeping on the ground oh you know what i think it was it was like tarzan or some shit where like I d- I d- <laughs> it would be the, the, the dumber the dumber <laughs> like end of the it, it was like it was some shit like that where like the guy got taken uh from the wild and then brought into like civilization oh you know what it could have been that tim allen one jungle to jungle where the kid moves from the jungle and then he can't really sleep on the bed yeah it was terrible 
Yeah, that movie was awful. Little white boy that knew how to. Oh my god, it was it was funny though. I, I enjoyed it when I was a kid, and then I watched it again. That was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> things that you watch again that don't hold up at all. Yeah, don't just listen. If you really love something and you haven't seen it in many many years, maybe you don't. Maybe you just don't watch it. It's okay. Yeah, like Short Circuit too. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> all right, so. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. But uh. I'm one for that matter, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, yeah, one, one still has Fisher Stevens. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> good God. Uh. Yeah, I, like that whole B story was pretty good. I felt like not having. I mean, I understand like having like there are super people all over the place, but I also feel like because this is the Punisher, you can't really have. That and having, uh, by the way, I, I just the the dude who like plays like the leader, like the colonel or whoever. Yeah. Just, like you get the feeling that he's messed up, like that. He, just the level of messed up. Oh my god! The second that second to last episode, you're like, oh wow, you're. But from one to the next to the next to the next, they're just like even worse. As as the chain of command, as you go higher and higher in the chain of command, it, they just get incrementally worse and worse and worse. This is what I kind of thought. In the world with superhumans already, with all of this, I'm not saying... I'm, what I missed was, one, that the Punisher had to battle as kind of like a B-villain. Right, right, right. Because you would think that a private military, right, in a world where superhumans exist, would get themselves a fucking superhuman, right? They also, they also don't have MGH in this... Universe. MGH is because they can't. Well, because they can't have it because they don't have mutants. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Get to talking about Runaways, where there's a whole thing of like, oh, we have to kind of get around the fact that we can't say mutant for this one character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, see, the problem with Runaways as well is that at one point, and I think it was in either episode two or three. At one point, and then I'll table it till we talk about it. At one point, they said, "What? It's like magic," and then it's like. Dude, you live in a world where Sokovia was fucking levitating. You live in a world where uh, the New York incident happened. You live in a world where uh, people reported, um, you know, the Ghost Rider and the streets of the same city you're in. Yeah. You can't. You can't possibly say that one of these teenagers is gonna really think, "Oh, magic can't happen." Well, I, I, I also feel like Runaways, they're trying to sort of establish it's the same universe, but it's not. But it is, though. It's an MCU yeah. show, right? Uh, Just like Punisher, they're kind of this is like, it's a... It is, but it's, it's not. The, the whole Netflix series, it's Marvel Knights, which exist in the same universe, but not really. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're still like an Earth 616, as far as we know. Yeah. So, or maybe they're not. But we need to... Anyway, I really enjoyed uh, Punisher, and I want to see more. But you also need to give, again, like there's there's there was a big effort in this series, in the Punisher series, that I do appreciate again about because at a certain point and great first season, st- still same worry that I had before this first season. I have the same worry about a second season. It's just like there's a. They did a really good job of humanizing Frank again. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, but at a certain point, it's... He like, loses that humanity. And you like, you got to see that. Yeah, what... How long can you keep him sympathetic? And when do you decide if he's not going to be sympathetic, then what he... 
what, what he becomes. Like, who is he then? Who is that character when he stops being sympathetic? Like, even this, I was worried at some point he's going to... And he's still kind of sympathetic. Like, you know... I've always liked Punisher more as an anti-hero than an actual hero. Yeah. That's first of all. Yeah. I always think he works better with his berserker attitude as, like, an anti-hero. With his guns ablaze. I feel like... Uh, from another episode, we talked about, like, overkill in the tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would, would kind of be a, a great Punisher. Yeah. You know? He kind of felt like a, a cross between Punisher and Deathstrike. Well, he's supposed to be. He's a, he's a parody of those. Of Overkill? Yeah. Of both of them. Um, but it's, I, I feel like at, at some point... Yeah, at some point, Frank just can't stand for all things nice and everything. You know? Like, he's killed a shit ton of people. Yeah. In cold blood. Yeah. And we can't escape that. The way he kills him is pretty cool. I really liked, uh, I really liked that last uh, in the penultimate episode where, where he's just waiting for them to come for him, yeah. and he just has yeah. the guns hidden, and he's just like clack clack boom, clack clack boom, and all the little setups. I really liked that. I really liked the chase in the woods when he went to see that other dude, but da- okay, but you knew he was gonna I die. I'm forgetting here, like yeah, the uh, when they went to a fictional Missouri. I did air quotes, but you can't see them. Yeah. When, when, you know, it was obviously just upstate New York because their budget didn't allow. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I like that. I like the lack of metropolitanism in the show. There wasn't a lot of very metropolitan scenes. It was all kind of outskirts of New York. Yeah. Uh, I really like the construction site scene. And how he did murder all those guys and just hid them inside of cement. That's yeah. still murder. <laughs> he saved somebody, but it's still yeah. murder. Um, you know, like, I, I liked it. You know, it was slow starting, I thought, and then once it was in, it was in, and it was dark. It was as dark as it needed to be. It could have went a little darker, I thought. And ultimately, um, ultimately, it was a good show, but again, five episodes too long, probably. And I wouldn't say five episodes is too long. I would say, like, same with all of them. It was 13, yeah. Three, three or four episodes. Three or four, yeah. I mean, Defender, sure. Defenders was palpable because it was eight episodes. There's also an interesting thing that, like, at the start of this series, he's not the Punisher. No, yeah, he tries to burn it off, and then he has to fight. I thought I didn't think that was interesting. I thought that was bullshit and cliche and dumb. Yeah. I thought, and you know, the smarter thing would be putting... Of Daredevil 2, uh, of season 2 of Daredevil, you think he's he's fully in. Yeah, that's when he draws a thing for the first time, the, the, the skull, and, like, he's in, and he leaves it, and he leaves that season, like, as Punisher. So now, all of a sudden, you know, there was that scene where, like, he shot the guy from the U.S. side of the border, and then he shot him in Mexico, and that was kind of cute, but not really. But it was like, all right, how are we going to get rid of the whole cartel thing? Let's wipe it off in the first episode. That is a smart idea. But then, you know, he shoots him from the U.S. border, and then he decides, I don't need to be Punisher anymore. I'm going to work construction. The way I'm going to get rid of my anger... Apparently, I, I got rid of all the... Be- I've avenged my family. Uh... I also kind of enjoyed the the uh, the kind of replay over and over of just like his wife waking him up and how that kind of progressed. But it's like the same. Yeah. Talk about you have the same dream every every time. That that was okay. I think at some points they leaned a little hard, but overall I thought it was good. A little bit, but uh. Okay, in the construction site. Why somebody like this looks like a brand new building? It doesn't look like they're they're. Reconstructing a building or redesigning it. Yeah, yeah. Why is he knocking down walls? Yeah, I. The first part, I was just like, he's not gonna uh, something. I don't know what he's doing. 
by the, by the second time, I was like, okay, why is he still doing that? Why this is some poor planning. How, this, hasn't he been, how hasn't he been fired? Like, this is some very poor planning. You're yeah, just yeah. knocking down walls. Where is the foreman? In, exactly. Yeah. You're supposed to be constructing this. And like the little, uh, and like the Latino dude that they have, and then he's like, leave the city after he saves him. I thought that whole humanization kind of setup thing, I thought that was for not. I thought that was just like, you started something and then you didn't finish it and yeah. it's stupid. I thought yeah. that part was kind of dumb. Uh, okay, you want to add some brown faces because you have too too many white cast. I get that. That's why that female character is in and and and. You think the agent? As soon as she, yeah, but as soon as she popped up, I was just like. But they gave her they gave her more agency, like. Which is which is what I appreciated because as I, at first, as soon as I saw her character, I was like, "Oh, she's getting the B story." I uh, this, I don't care about her character, and I ended up caring about her character. Yeah, I loved your mom. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Th- one thing I didn't like her dad only showed up in, in that episode to to heal Frank. The only reason he showed up in the last episode, like where was he the whole time? You you guys spoke about him. But he never showed up until then. Yeah, I got the impression that he wasn't, like, in her life. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, man, he's somewhere doing some shit shady. But, like, then he just shows up. He's like, oh, I'm a doctor. Here, have my bed. I'm pretty sure you motherfuckers have a guest room in that big-ass apartment. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then, like, he heals so quick where he could just have a whole motherfucking big-ass fight. And it happened several times. Yeah. I And, and you know, like, part of... Part of the Punisher thing is, is also like the the um, Daredevil mythos is like they get fucked up a lot while they fight. They're not super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not really superhuman, even though you know Daredevil kind of is. They're not really superhuman, and they get beat up and they take a beating, but they always come back up. And I get that, but at some point it's just like no. There is a there was a lot of like some of that is like especially with with Frank Castle and the Punisher where it's just like he's injured, but he just does shit by sheer force of yeah, will. Yeah, I saw that with Thomas Jane. Yeah. And we didn't even mention the wonderful Dolph Lundgren movie. <laughs> what, wonderful is one way that one word to describe that. It's full of wonder. You wonder how this got made. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely full of wonder. Uh, I'd have to plug that podcast. <laughs> Sometimes you can't speak without saying the titles yeah, of other podcasts. It's, it's weird. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, some of the characters, you're just like... Uh, you don't like the guy who lives out in the woods. You're just like that. There's a part of me that didn't want to sympathize with him at all. Who, who the Missouri dude? Yeah. Oh why? It's just, just something about that. But he was the whistleblower. Yeah. Uh, there are certain like kind of character archetypes when you see him. It's like, oh, it's a soldier who went to live in the woods and hunts with a bow and arrow. I like that dude. Yeah. I understand, like, for me, I understand that there are certain, bi- like, inherent biases that you have when you watch something, and yeah. there's definitely an inherent bias that I watch. I was like, oh, no, no, wait, okay, I actually, you know, did, okay, I'm, o- I, I'm okay with this. You know, so- sometimes society removes you from society by placing <laughs> you at war, and then when you get back to society, yeah. you realize you don't fit in. Sometimes the best idea is just to isolate yourself. Yeah. You know? I think that's also a big, like I said, the, one of the big underlying themes is is just, like, how people who have been in fucked up situations in war and even in just like the the whole like main overarching plot in this isn't really it's during war but it's almost like not a yeah. war thing it's it's literally like a criminal act that happened during during the war and the fact that like 
once people experience that, like they, you don't know how. And I've read a whole bunch of articles, you know, numerous articles about this. I've like, like just how. Uh, and my dad has talked about this too about being in the army. It's like it conditions your brain in a certain way. And also a conversation that I had with my dad and some other people about Abu Ghraib too. What happened to Abu Ghraib? It was just kind of like you spend enough time where your con- your brain gets conditioned. Uh, that things that under normal circumstances would be unacceptable when you are continually in a situation where everything that is happening is basically unacceptable for your brain. Yeah. Eventually, all the stuff that in a normal context would be unacceptable suddenly just become... Completely normal. Completely normal. Yeah. yeah. I and totally see how that. How do you go back to normal life after that? And And... One of the things I really appreciated about this series is just them addressing that. Is like, mm-hmm. and also the fact that, like, still, however you might feel about the military and the military-industrial complex, and about the way we go about going into conflict and wars and all of that, when it comes down to all the individual soldiers and like all these young people who come back, we still, after. Decades, you know, maybe shit, a century, like point. a century or more. Just World War One started at nineteen fourteen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, just don't. We don't treat them the way we should. No. Like we don't take care of them in a way that we should as a country. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's ever gonna be fixed completely. No, like uh, I don't have much hope. <laughs> I don't either. But I do appreciate that even in the, like, one of the good things about the Netflix Marvel series that I feel like that there's been some, there's been, like, even in this context of, like, a quote-unquote superhero show, that suddenly you have these issues that you're forcing people to once again being confronted with. Yeah. Jessica Jones is, you know, female agency you know, trauma, sexual assault, like all of those things. Yeah. Also, that series has a lot to do with PTSD, a different from a different type of PTSD. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this show, like how we treat our military and the soldiers who come home, and you know, how much we don't prioritize like caring for them as far as like how do they go back to their normal lives now? Yeah. How do you re-enter society? That's that's it's a crazy thing, and you know. And even Luke Cage, like, dealing with just, like, you know, all of the issues of race that were brought up in that and, and the police. Well, so the fact that he was a cop who then went to jail a couple times and was yeah. experimented on while in jail yeah. by the prison industrial complex, you know, uh, I kind of like the way Luke Cage and Jessica Jones connected with that same medical company. I forget the name of them. Uh, I just wish there was more connection in general. Yeah. I wish... There were, even if you don't really talk about the Avengers that often, there were signs of Stark Industry because, you know, in that in his New, New York, they're everywhere, but in this New York, they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Or if you're going to have Rand Technologies be that sit-in for Stark, then where the, where's that? And where's that other other um, that other company? And where does the hand fit in? Uh, if 
the Han has infiltrated all of government in the same universe. In the same universe, yeah. in the same universe, in the same network. We're talking about now. Just let's let's if we focus just on network on 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 Netflix. How did the Han come into play with that private military organization? Yeah, yeah. And and those generals making those those calls on on you know shipping the heroin back and all that shit. Like that's interesting because now that you bring that up, I was just like. Okay, there. It seems like, and I get them wanting to. It feels like of all of these series, The Punisher is the one that is the most of its own. Yes, it's the most separate its own little universe. Yeah. Aside from having Karen there, it's just like this seems like it's its own little universe. That yeah. You're dealing with. But Karen and Turk connected. They're they're the two characters that connect. And yeah. Frank himself, because he was in the second season of. Uh, of Daredevil, just like they used, uh, you know, the first season of Jessica Jones to introduce Luke Cage. I feel like that was a smart decision. Uh, introduce these characters first somewhere else, and then, and then you get them uh, at large. You know, you get a whole, a whole one. I would like, and this might be veering off a little bit, but I would like a, a series, and you could even make it a thirteen episode series if you so insist. But you take one or two episodes and you focus on the ancillary characters. So, like, you have. Uh, one or two episodes of Turk. What's he doing in his day to day? Twenty Tales of Springfield type of thing. Kind of yeah. shit, yeah. Netflix Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely do it. I, can definitely I mean, down you do it with Karen. Like, have Karen have her own little story. That's one or two episodes long. Kind of make it like a little TV movies. Um, and it's just a, like shit. Other shit that Karen gets into that has nothing to do with with Luke or Matt or or, or Frank. Or fucking Danny, yeah. or Jessica, or just you know, like a Patsy one. Please do more with Patsy. Yeah. Please do more with Patsy. Yeah. I mean, who does she become? Hellcat? No, not Hellcat. Um. I forget who she becomes, but but uh. But Mockingbird. You know, you know, you know, it's a really funny thing that I never realized, but I just happened to like Google this because I was watching it. You remember the analyst, the computer analyst from the first for first Transformers movie? Uh, blonde Australian. Okay, slightly. That, that, s- s- same girl, same woman. That's Patsy. That's Patsy. That yeah, makes sense. She's actually, an Australian actress. Like I had no idea. I just happened to like. We were like, oh wait, that's that's Patsy. That makes <laughs> perfect sense. Uh, yeah. I I I feel like I want to watch Punisher again to kind of. I feel like there's stuff I might have missed, and I also feel like there's stuff that like. When I watched it the first time around, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I like this, but I, there's definitely elements here. As some of like the soldier stuff and some of that, where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how I, I don't, I don't dislike it, but I don't, I, I haven't. Something about this is isn't registering or rubbing. It's rubbing me the wrong way, and I can't quite articulate it yet. <laughs> Even in this long after watching it, yeah. I'm like I. I don't know if I can articulate, but there were. De- I can't even like think of like spe- really specifics, except for maybe that one, like the younger soldier character. Where I'm just like, I'm watching and I'm just like, I don't, this, something doesn't seem right here, and I can't quite put my finger on what doesn't seem right here. Yeah. Something, and overall, the series is like I really like it, but there's there's just something, and I can't specifically articulate it right now but overall there's just some there's something going on in the Punisher series like, yeah even though, like I said they, their parts it's really good uh, I'd recommend anybody watch yeah, it really yeah. I would too but I, I'm also just like, like mm, yeah something's off I don't I can't 
Okay, can I... I guess the fact that he's just not the Punisher, really. He is, though. Yeah. Fucking, he, he is the Frank Castle we deserve and want. Yeah. Here, here's, here's a question. Also, also trope, uh, a total trope, a total trope in this type of movie. He's sitting down, second to last episode. He's, he's getting the shit tortured out of him by that general, colonel, whatever the fuck he is. And he says, I want to continue torturing you. So now, I am going to hit you with a boost of adrenaline. Classic villain faux pas. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Okay. okay. Why? Okay. Let's give the guy who already has kind of impulse control. I think I might have actually tweeted that when I was Oh, my that. God. I was just like, wait a minute. We're going to give the guy who has impulse control issues? A shot of adrenaline. A shot of adrenaline? Really? The guy whose willpower is his superpower? Because that's going to end well. Yeah. It's right here. Hey, you know what you need? I'm beating you up. I'm torturing you, but I don't want you to die yet. Here's some adrenaline just to keep you alive. There's other ways to keep motherfuckers alive besides adrenaline. And, you know, maybe he needed a doctor there. Yeah. Uh, uh, did, they, did they end up killing that that computer lady who, who was messing around with Microchip's computer afterwards? I don't know, because he was like, follow him, and then, you know, they'll, they'll take care of you. It's definitely implied that she, that she got shot. In fact, I think you even hear, like, a gunshot. Oh. Uh, I will say... Uh, again, on like side character, like I know he is a character from the comic books, but I was not expecting to like care about Micro, that character or his family, and I think it might just be a testament to that actor that like yeah, well he really shows sorrow when he yeah when he gets reunited with his family every time he sees it like I you really feel just like and nope. you did, that wouldn't have worked he wouldn't have been as you wouldn't have felt for his character I don't think. It's like, dude, you're just watching your family. If, like, every time he does or when he fi- or when he finally gets reunited with it, that emotion wasn't so convincing from that actor, I don't think any of those scenes would have worked. I, I can see that. I thought he was great. I thought his whole thing with his family was kind of cool, but creepy. Also, like... Little, yeah, more creepy. I mean, Frank even says he was like, I probably wouldn't tell them that. <laughs> I have mean, even spying on them. <laughs> and then the daughter picks up on something. She's like, wait a minute. How'd you know I was dancing? Just don't worry about that. Look at this. Squirrel. Uh, oh, my God. But I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that guy. Uh, the guy who's in Girls who plays Marnie's... Um, who's uh, Michelle Williams? He plays her her husband, um, and he definitely goes through some comedic fucking shit in yeah. that show where he just becomes where he is the the butt of the of the joke in Girls. Not that I'm recommending Girls to anybody, <laughs> uh, but just knowing him only from that one work, it it, w- it was a surprise descent of, of of his acting type to see that, or, or no, like a surprise switch, you know. Again, like coming back to I mean and we keep coming back to the same themes I think uh, which probably means we should be discussing something else in, in a moment microchip uh, good but yeah is that you have someone who has some of the similar goals that Frank has and actually wants to thank uh, like help Frank but also wants Frank to help him yeah but it humanizes Frank again it, it makes him like you have to have a reason for Frank to want to work with this person. Yeah. And yeah. to trust him. And his family definitely helped in that. Yeah. Uh, especially like he, when he got, when he was getting close to his family and kissed his wife and stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, and like even even the stuff that the son was going through was kind of cute. It's like, yeah, you can understand that your dad's dead. Now you're you know robbing yeah, people's it was skateboards. Hilarious to me though. It's just like it's just like uh, yeah, the the uh, Frank's not a good. I think it was Eve. Was just like yeah, Frank's not a good babysitter. No, no. Oh my god, when he puts a knife against the store. Or like the way they made the mom where she's just like always sad about her husband leaving and always trying to get a drink with Frank and obviously always trying to get into his pants. I feel like that was they were, they were a little too heavy handed with that. But that's also they they were but I, but again that I, I think that ties also into the theme of like person who doesn't know exactly how to deal with what has happened to them. Yeah, um, I can see that. This is the way that that person is coping with this. <laughs> yeah, just just a glass of wine whenever a big strong man's around. Yeah, uh, and and you know, um, I didn't like the enchiladas. <laughs> they look. I know I only saw them in the top row, but they kind of they didn't look good. They didn't look real. Also, it's like, oh my my husband's favorite food is enchiladas. It's like stop it. It's like. He's like, clearly those aren't enchiladas then. I don't, oh I don't know what God. you're making him, but... <laughs> like, cook, make him some biscuit or something. I don't know. But why enchiladas? So, we're we're only a little bit through the season, but you have been watching Runaways. I, 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 Four I, episodes I, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost feel like we should table it for another episode, but... So uh, I can talk a little bit about I've it. Been like, I've been digging it. I, there's definitely... I understand you have to make changes when you move something from comic books to a TV series. Definitely. There are a lot of ways that they've made those changes where I'm just like, I get why this change. I don't get it. It was just like, I get you that you had to make a change. I'm glad that Brian K. Vaughn and his partner are so um, are, are working in the show as closely yeah. so as closely as all the, as as the the credits seem to show their name all the time. That part I, I'm glad about uh, making the little girl a, a little older. Yeah. Makes perfect sense, mostly because working with actors. Yeah. Making the guy like the jock not so much of like a of of a, a white stereotype boob. A dumbass, like he is. He's basically a dumbass in 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 the comic books. So. Yeah. Here they make they they give him a little more. I, I think they give him a little more to work with, and I and I and I dig that. Um, the black kid. I hear it turns out to to betray them. I don't know if that's if they're gonna keep doing that. There's well, some of the choices they made, like I understand from a TV show perspective. A teen show. This is completely a teen show, but also a TV show. Yeah. Just like if you're gonna keep the parents around and have them be regulars on the show. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Make the they they've made them way more sympathetic than they are in the book. Yeah, some of them, especially some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they've and written they added them. Some some layers and some de- they they changed a lot of details from the book that I'm like I understand that you have to t- change certain things for a TV because TV has different needs than a comic book. A- absolutely. But it's just that there's a bunch of them where I'm just like, uh, I understand you had you had to make a change, but I'm not sure why it was this one. Okay, I totally uh, understand that. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the parents. We're just like, and some of the, like the fact that they don't, one of the big changes from the book to the TV show is that they don't actually kill the girl 
initially, like the sacrifice girl. Yeah, yeah, but they kill her though. They do. They she like it almost makes. But they don't. They stab her in the books, and then and then here they put her in a box in, in a glowy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like they. I like the way they built up that religion though. Yeah, they did. That's a big change from the books. Yeah. Is in in the books, her parents are just both movie stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, like the mom is the leader of this religion and the husband is the is the ex actor. Yeah. Which is interesting. It gives it a it gives because there are certain things I, I think just there's the church of the gibberum, gibberum or yeah. whatever. Who the are like the, the big like monster gods from the books. And I understand I understand that you're probably not gonna have them yeah in the show. Well not right at away. Least, at least the way they are in the comic books. But the one thing I do I did really appreciate also, Amy, the, the dead sister. I don't get why that's in there at all. I think we're gonna find out. I think she was a. I think she was a. Uh, I think she she died the same day as as the ritual. Right. So you have to remember that. Yeah. And that and they don't have a missing report so far. They don't have a missing girl report for that one specific year. Okay. I think ultimately they had to give her up, and ultimately she was a sacrifice. Yeah. And I think there, there is no Amy Monroe in in the books. Yeah, there isn't, and I like that they added that. I like that they added why. I like that that is the common theme of why this group of friends were no longer friends because of this death. No yeah. That be that being said, one of the really good things I think about the, that I like about the series is that, aside from the kind of the parents, although the parents, in a lot of ways, are still. The same parents that they are yeah. in the book. All the main characters, in spite of like you know that they made Molly a little bit, they they killed their parents off right away. That was one thing where I was just like, okay, she got adopted by the Stein. That was that was one of those choices where I was like, I'm not. I totally understand. I, I think that choice is better than the way the comic book went. I think, not in general. I think uh, for TV. I think for TV that well, choice. It also completely sidesteps having yeah. to deal with the fact that her parents. There's a big deal made about the fact that her parents are mutants in, in the books, and that she's a mutant in the books that they just can't do. Yeah. Or or maybe they're just riding. Or they out can't say mutant. Yeah, they can't say mutant. Or maybe they're just they did that because they're just riding out the negotiations that are going around between Disney and Fox right now. Well, yeah, that, that there could be some some of that I don't know if. See, but I don't know if they're gonna ever mix the two worlds because there there'd be a lot of retconning. Yeah, yeah. Well, it uh, could it could happen in one big event movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where the, the mutants could just be from another from another Earth, and that that'll be easily uh, fixed. Because they could they already kind of established that with Doctor Strange. So yes. Uh, yes. But I will say that that the core of all of the characters are all there really solidly for me. Like. But it's you know the the things I don't love about this show. Are the same reasons I can't really watch Riverdale. Yeah. You know, when they lean into the yeah, when yeah. they lean into the te- to the teenage stuff, and I get it, it's not written for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Just like you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer wasn't necessarily written for people who were thirty years my senior or whatever. Not that exactly. I'm that old, yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean. It's no, like I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's just a whole different. It's it's written for teenagers, and I like that. Oh, it was pitched as OC with superpowers. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yes. So it's like that's why I'm also excited for Freeform's uh, da- uh, Night and Dagger. 
Cloak and Dagger. Cloak, Cloak, Cloak and Dagger, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that because I'm actually excited for anything, is all things MCU. And no matter how bad they are, like in humans, I will watch every episode. Uh, That's right. I couldn't watch every episode, but I, yeah. I was bored a lot. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> I was bored a lot. I was bored a lot, so I would just watch it. And I watched them as they came out. Um, I, I wouldn't, like, I knew that a show like like that, I can totally dedicate an hour a week on. Yeah. But if I if I amassed them, there was no way I was going to watch three in a row. Like, there was no way in hell I was going to watch three in a row of that show. It was bad, but it was bad in a familiar ABC way. Totally makes sense. Yeah. I, it was, it was just as bad as Lost was. It was as so, bad as the, not, as the bad episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Yeah. And I love S.H.I.E.L.D. And I like, I like the intro. I don't know where they're going, but I really like the intro. I really even like the the the, the screen here, and I really like that more people that they're being used more because I, I find them. Cree? Yeah. yeah, the Cree. I call them the screen. I don't know why, <laughs> but I like the Cree here. Uh, all right, I think that's all I gotta say about about Runaways. It's yeah, it's, it's new. It's coming. I like the dinosaur. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's nice. Who doesn't like Who doesn't who like a like dinosaur? dinosaur? Yeah. Uh, what did you? Let's stop. Uh, let's let's touch right before we can we wrap off with trailers. I feel like I want to have other people in for some of the trailers. Just, just initial reactions, just trailers. I mean, I mean. Okay, Infinity Wars was fun. Yeah. Okay, t- I tagged you. I think today. Did you see the Batman Ninja trailer? Yes, and I've already. It's weird because. It's really weird because if that's what I think it is. You can already find a good chunk of that on YouTube. I did remember seeing something on YouTube like this. This looks a little different. It, uh, does, look, it, it does look a little different. Because a I, tiny bit. Because I was I, I watched that and I was just like, there was a Batman anime. I feel like it came out a year or two ago. I feel like, I feel like that was inspiration for this. Okay. <laughs> to make like a full feature. Okay, that's possible. Because I've yeah. never seen a good chunk of those, and it, it looks like the the studio. It looks like it might be Gonzo, which is the studio that did like you know Basilisk and and yeah. and, and Samurai Seven. So okay, that that that, that looked look cool. That could, that could be good or bad things. I you know what I always like having a Joker that can fight. Word. Yeah. That's always that's always an interesting spin because he's usually played as the mastermind with all the tricks up his sleeve, but but he's rarely played as somebody who can actually like throw down. I actually have heard that the uh, one of the really good things about uh, the War of Jokes and Riddles that Tom King is doing is that he's made the Riddler an actual like scary character. Oh wow! I, we gotta read it. That arc is done already. They're moving into a different, a new arc right now. Yeah. So that arc is done. I think, I think Tom King has a total of like thirty out now. So it's probably like self-contained and maybe like what's that like. Maybe like six or like There's like six trades. Getting some more trades, and we're gonna do another comic book episode. It's just yeah. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna as soon as I have some some cat. Like I last last Wednesday was the first Wednesday I didn't buy comics in a long time, and it hurts. And <laughs> once you get into that habit, man, it's ah, uh, it's terrible. But I'm between jo- like I, I just started a new job, so there's there's a light week and and holidays, so I I think I might I'm gonna hold out for a little bit, so I'm gonna have to play some catch up on a lot of titles. But maybe hopefully in January I'll be right back up and running. Um, and now I'm gonna really make an effort to read all the shit that I haven't read that I've just been amassing. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I need and to. And I get to read it secondhand. Yeah. <laughs> and I passed off. There are so many. There's so many. There, there's so many piles right now that I have, and the piles of unread are ridiculous. Uh, I have the stroll for you though. You could come pick that up anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those are the two. I mean, Infinity War trailer. There's not much. It's it's a total teaser trailer with a bunch of clips that don't show a lot uh, of the story, but show a lot of cool shit, which is what they yeah, tend to do. Of course, of course, they know what they're doing. They know. They know what they're doing. <laughs> that's, like, that, that's really the, the very very short version of of like a, the, the like the Black Panther preview and now the Infinity War. Yeah. Like teaser previews are like. They know what they're doing. Just chill. <laughs> they, 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 know what doing. they still haven't done terribly bad with any of their movies. Yeah. Um, what do we get in 2018 after that? Do we get Ant-Man and the Wasp, or do we get uh, Captain Marvel? It's Captain Marvel 2019. I think we get... It's either Ant-Man and the Wasp, or it's Captain Marvel. Because Captain Marvel, I think, is supposed to take place in the eighties, right? Be, but and I also think it's. I don't know if it's coming. I can't remember whether it's coming out before the first Infinity War or in between the two of them coming out. Okay, Ant Man and the Wasp is twenty eighteen. Okay. While Captain Marvel is twenty nineteen. Okay, so yeah. it's probably coming out in between Infinity War one and two. Hopefully, it doesn't really say a date. It could be. Oh, it's expected in March 2019. Okay. Yeah, so that means that it would come out in between both of them, and we've been getting three a year. So what's the other one that year? 2019. Yeah, so 2019 we're gonna get another Avengers movie. It's basically gonna be a conclusion to this. What what yeah. the title is? Captain Marvel. Possibly the third Spider-Man. Oh yes, Spider-Man: Homecoming two. Yeah, which is gonna be called something else. Yeah. Because they can't actually do that until after Infinity War is over, so I don't know whether that like. But when I just looked up 2019, all it says is Captain Marvel and. Oh my God! It says an untitled Avengers movie, but there's a there's a thing that says a. Uh, Avengers Secret War. I just found... I don't think it's going to be Secret War. Yeah. There's been some rumors thrown about there also that they just released a poster and they're in pre-production for World War... Yeah, no, no. Civil War 2? No, for World War Hulk. That'll be fun. I don't think they are. They already set up Zakaar. Yeah. If they do it, great. If they don't... I don't know. But then, like that that whole battle scene and everything, like that that is from World War Hulk. So where do, yeah, where would they go? Gonna go? Yeah, what do, can they do the same thing twice? No. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, it, no, World War Hulk is not is isn't on Sakaar. It's on Earth. Yes, that's true because it's it's Planet Hulk followed by World War Hulk because he's pissed of what happened on Sakaar. Uh, he goes like, uh, 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 hey, hey, being really super nerdy about comic books. It's uh, the post, because Planet Hulk is because the... Because they send them out. Yeah, we learn who the, the I love that they're called the Illuminati, but the Illuminati on Earth, which is, I, if I'm not mistaken, Reed Richards, Definitely. Stark, Professor X? I want to say it's Professor X, but I don't know if it's Professor X. I know it's Reed Richards and Tony Stark and two other people who I'm drawing a blank on right now. Is and Professor X alive? Did they redcon him back? 
I don't know. Cause I'm, he, cause I'm so behind on all that stuff. Well, he died during ADX. Yeah, I don't know if he came back. Is that the second time he's died? Oh, no, 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 no. They, they did bring him back because they brought back... Do you know why they brought Because they went back to the past. Because they brought back the... They bring all of the X-Men from the 60s, and he's one of the X-Men. Yes, yes, yes. I do, I do remember something like this, and then I stopped reading that book. I yeah, was just like, course, no. Because you're just like... It's one, of, it's one of those things where concept-wise, I'm just like... Uh, whatever, and then people are like it's actually pretty good. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I really liked it. I really liked before. So I remember, like, right after the X. Wolverine and the X Men was really good for a while. Jay that Aaron. I didn't read that, but what what I did read was I followed Cyclops. Yeah. And he was like evil Cyclops at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he only becomes good when he has to go back to the past, and that's when all the retconning starts. Yeah, yeah. So now, if they do Avengers Secret War in 2019, which I don't think they're gonna do, but if they do it. They can possibly retcon the whole series. Yeah. And then start over and give it new legs with new actors and new shit, you know? Yeah. But ultimately, but I still want to see Falcon become Captain America for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's so much that I want. Yeah. There's <laughs> so much that I want. I want it! Hey, MeUndies. Uh, I'm wearing a pair of you right now. I am also wearing a pair of you. Um, give us money and free underwear. Yeah, I don't even care about the money. Just giving me free underwear because there, there's I'm getting to the point where I might not be able to afford the subscription. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> these are plugs at the end. Where yeah, ads, people just just hoping, podcasts. just hoping somebody will give us money. You know, beyond his loot crate, baby. I just, yeah. yeah, yeah, I really love me, me and my partner get matching underwear. We've taken pictures and put them on Instagram. Like you should give us underwear. Yeah. Uh, the gingerbread ones look real nice, by the way. We're good. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Please follow me on Twitter. My name is Eliel at Eliel Lucero. You'll see it on the show notes. And follow Jamie Martin at Nerdog22. Yep, and at NerdProQuo. At NerdProQuo.